Welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast, where we bring you conversations of overall wellness. We believe in challenging the all or nothing approach to our health by focusing on simple and sustainable practices for your everyday life. We are so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. We are so happy that you are here with us today. And today we have a very exciting guest on the show, Ebony Hardiman, and she is going to talk to us all things human design. Okay, so I'm not even going to really explain what human design is because she is going to do a much better job. But um, I worked with Ebony a couple months ago, and she really explained my human design to me. And Um, I've never really felt connected to um, any sort of system like this, like astrology or Enneagram or anything like this. But once I found human design, I was like, oh, that one kind of makes a lot more sense. And I feel like I personally relate to it more. So we wanted to do like an introduction episode on what human design is. So that way um, you guys can just learn about it and see if this is something that you want to learn more about. So Ebony, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love talking about human design. Very excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. So we'll start off with just having you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, um, what you do, and how you got into human design. So my name is Ebony, Ebony Hardiman. I am, oh God, see, this is so hard for me. I never know like what I am. I just kind of, I am what I am in any moment. But I guess at this specific moment, I'm a human design coach. Um, embodiment coach is kind of what I call myself and my biggest thing is helping people to uncover their true desires and then help them achieve them in the fastest and easiest way possible and for me for the last two years of my life that has been through human design Um, so that's pretty much in a nutshell what I do and I just create a bunch of different things centered around that like I have money manifestation general manifestation I have a bunch of you know workbooks and programs and things like that so I just kind of create from this space of what do I think people want to learn about today and then it just kind of blossoms for there (laughs) that's basically what we do here on the podcast we're like what are we going to talk about today what do the people need and here we are (laughs) um I feel like I did I miss something who I am what I do was there another question I missed no, that was just general. How did you okay. get into human design? When did you okay. start? Like, how did you hear of it? So I was working with a coach who I absolutely adore. I'm still working with her to this day. And she mentioned on one random Facebook live that I just happened to stumble across that she was a projector. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't like, you know, so I looked it up and I was like, human design, what is, I don't like, what? So when I looked into it and I looked up my own chart and I was like, okay, manifesting generator, that means you like to do all of the things and you have a million different hobbies and interests and all these things are just like, okay, so just read my life in five minutes. That's fine. We're just going to let that go. And then once I like dipped my toe in, I kind of just fell in head first. I got completely obsessed with it. I couldn't stop <laughs> looking up things. I was like, okay, well, you know what? I need to just go ahead and learn everything that I can about this because it's literally changing my life. Everything that I discovered about it was like, yeah, uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to, we're going to dive in. We're just going to dive in. So I ended up buying this reading certification program through a girl that I found on a random uh, Yahoo, like those lists, like the top 10 entrepreneurs of 2021. And it was, uh, her name is Taylor Eaton and she's on Instagram and she's a money mindset person but she does it through human design and she created her own human design course and I was like okay well for some reason that feels good to me so we're gonna go ahead and buy that one and I took like a week to go through that entire course I basically devoured it and then the next month I was I started giving readings and everyone was like oh my god this is amazing I feel so validated. I feel so seen. Like I've never heard about this before, but it's like literally you're reading my entire life. I'm like, I know it's the same thing that happened to me. It's, I don't, I don't know. And that's kind of how it all started. That's super interesting. And I love how it speaks to your character. First of all, your energy is contagious. 
I was like getting on this podcast today. I was telling Maggie, I was like, I'm feeling a little slow, a little like low energy. And then you get on here and I'm like, shit. All right, let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate that. So I think that that is really cool. And also I think anyone who has ever felt passionate about something can relate that when something sparks your interest, you just like dive in head first. You don't even know where you're diving into. You may hit like the concrete, you may hit nowhere, but you're like, I have to. I have to go all in. I have no other choice. Yes. And I think that's really, really cool. And so now you read for everyone else like Maggie and like, we're going to get into like a little bit of hopefully both of ours and, you know, teaching us different things so that people, our goal is one, to introduce them to this world of human design. And then two, so that if they're curious for themselves, they come directly and work with you. Yes. Right? I think that that is the coolest goal that you can do for someone. So tell us a little bit about like, when you're first meeting with, do you call them clients? Would you call people yeah. clients? When yeah. you're first meeting with a client, like how do you start the process of human design? So I will normally first meeting, I'm asking you for your birth information because I need to see your chart. Mm-hmm. I love, and the way that I love to explain it to my clients is that I take it very seriously. It is an honor. It is a privilege because what you're doing when you give me permission to like when you give me your birth information, I look up your chart, you're showing me who you are. Like I'm, I say that I'm looking at your soul. I'm looking at the person that you were the moment you were born before all the conditioning, before everyone put their crap on you, before everyone put on their limitations and told you what you could and couldn't do, what you were good enough to do and what you weren't good enough to do. I get to see who you were before all of that. And I take it very, very seriously which is part of the reason when like I'm doing a YouTube video, I'm doing a TikTok, I do not show people's charts because it's so, you, you're you literally peering into someone's soul and I'm not just gonna plaster your soul on social media, you know? So I I make it very clear to my clients that this is this is very serious what you're giving me right now. And I'm, I honor you for trusting me with that. Mm-hmm. So we go through that whole spiel and I look at their chart and I immediately started getting excited. Like, look, watching, reading people's charts, I can't even speak. Reading people's charts is the funnest thing in the world to me. Oh. I'm meeting you. I'm getting to see where you shine. I see your weaknesses. I see your strengths. I see where you can grow. I see where you, I see where you struggled in life. It's my most favorite thing in the entire world. So I, that's always the first thing that I do. And then you know, I'll go into what have, what would you like to do today? Like, how would you like to work? If it's a reading, we'll set up a time for that. If it's an email reading, then I'll, I'll do the whole PDF thing and send it over to them and we can talk back and forth through email. If it's one of my courses, no matter in what, um, in what, what's the word I'm looking for? In what manner we're working together in, I'm always asking for their chart first because I, I want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, when you were talking in the beginning about how seriously you take it and how you're looking into someone's soul and who they truly are, I got chills. Like I, and from having working with, from having worked with you, I know that that truly is how you approach your people. And that is so beautiful. Um, I would love for you to, people are, who don't know what this is, they're probably like, okay, so chart birthday, <laughs> what are you even looking at? I don't really yeah. know what's going on. So let's back up a little bit and give them an overview of what human design is. Okay. So in a nutshell, which is great. Um, Human design is a spiritual system that shows you or tells you how you're best meant to operate in the world. Hmm. Now, I call it a spiritual system because it isn't necessarily backed by science, even though it incorporates some scientific elements like genetics and physics and quantum physics. Um, But it was channeled now. The person, (laughs) the guy who made the system, his name is, well, his, he was born Alan Crockower but he calls himself Ra Uruhu, or he did, I believe he passed away. Um, he channeled it from a voice that he heard um, through 1987 to 1989. He finished it in 1989. And then for the next 40 years, expanded upon it and was teaching it to people. And it's, it incorporates astrology, which is why you know, we get your birth information. Um, it has, it incorporates elements from the I Ching, from the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, Um, as I mentioned before, genetics, physics, and things like that. And it all kind of culminates into this very complex 
eerily accurate <laughs> conglomerate of information that tells you how you're best made to align, how you're, how you are meant to make aligned decisions, goodness gracious, um, how you're meant to expend your energy every day, where you're meant to rest. It can also tell you where you take on conditioning and limitations from other people, where you're open and vulnerable to things like trauma. Um, it tells you, you know, what drives you, what message are you called to share? Where are you most powerfully able to grow? What big transformation are you meant to make in this life? How you learn, how you share information, how you teach other people, all of these different elements about who you are is all within the confines of this system, which is why I think people are so drawn to it because it's like, this is a lot of information. <laughs> like this is so much, mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's great. I haven't had a reading so far where someone's like, nope, that doesn't speak to me at all. Like it's always like, oh my God, yes. You know, like that, that's me. It's so interesting. It's really cool to hear one, how lit up you are by the system. And it's also cool to hear kind of like some of the backstory and how it's rooted in spirituality, because then I think it's more, I think some people are, especially like different cultures, depending on like how you're raised and religion and these kinds of things. Sometimes like spirituality can be like, Ooh, don't touch me with that. Like, no yeah. way. Like, don't bring that into my presence. Like there's a lot of people who are very guarded to spirituality. Right. And I yeah. think it's because a lot of people immediately think you're doing like some witchcraft stuff, like in the woods, like late at night, you know what I mean? Sacrificing and, chickens and small Yeah. Children. Like I think that's what people think a lot of times. Anytime you talk about something spiritual, they're like, Oh, she's one step away from, you know, putting a voodoo doll of me in her house. Like, it's just, it gets so like misinterpreted really quickly. And so what I love about anything related to spirituality to go more broadly quick is that it's something that you're not going to align with everything in in the spiritual world right there's some things that I just don't really connect to and then I see an angel number and I'm like oh it's meant for me there it is you know what I mean like you yeah. can kind of come and take what you may and leave what you don't and that's what I think is so fun is that we have so many options now and so many experts like yourself who are able to bring these concepts to life and then decide if oh my God, you just changed my life or that wasn't my thing, but something else will be. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's really, really cool. So more specifically, can we talk about Maggie? You were saying that there's two things and Emily, you'll know more, but Maggie was saying there's two things that are like kind of the center of human design. Am I correct? Like the different like generator, manifesting generator. Oh yeah, yeah. Are those like the center of human so design? your energy type, which is what, like generators, that's your energy type. And normally in, in most situations, that's the first thing that you learn about your human design is what energy type you are. Okay. Um, which is great. It gives very general overview of your energy, how you're meant to move and operate and make the line decisions. Um, and I would say 85 to 90% of living your design in alignment, which is what a lot of people will say in the human in human design communities, like living alignment mm. comes from mastering your energy type. Mm. But there are other layers. And I always recommend people dive into those layers a little bit, but it's not super necessary mm -hmm. because when it comes to energy types, there's only five. And there's obviously 7 billion people on the planet. There's only five types, you know, not everyone's going to be the same, but what I like, how I like to explain it to people is like, you know, there's blue, but there's a lot of different shades of blue. There's periwinkle and aquamarine and, and teal and blue green and greens that are kind of blue, but a little more, you know, a little more purple. So even it's like, yes, you're a manifesting generator. That doesn't mean that you're going to be the same as this manifesting generator over here. Like no two projectors are the same. No two reflectors are the same. Within the system, actually, it's very interesting. Ra-Uruhu called it the science of differentiation. So even though there's categories within the layers, within the confines of who you are in that energy type, there's so much differentiation. There's so much room for your unique talents, who you uniquely are, as opposed to, you know, someone else who might be the same type. That's interesting. That yeah, it makes so much sense. And I can speak to that, right? Because Ebony, like you said, you're a manifesting generator. I am also a manifesting generator. And my husband is also a manifesting generator. And we're all very different, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. very different. Um, and it is 
very cool how there is this one broad energy type, right? Where you said there's five of them and everyone fits into one of those categories, but you're all going to be a little bit different, but it gives you this introduction, like base layer of who you are right? And basic things about you that you can start to, if you learn about that energy type, you can start to learn how you fit best into yourself, basically, right? Like, how can I best be me? Um, So I would love to explain the five different energy types and like kind of who the person is that is one of those energy types, you know? I'll be listening for mine. I'm so curious. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I like to start off with generators. And generators are 37% of the population. Reason why is that they are the builders of society. They have their sacral center defined. The sacral center is the biggest motor center in the body, which means it creates energy. All the motor centers, there are four motor centers, create energy. But they only create energy when you are applying it to something that excites you or something that really lights you up. If you have a generator who is in their element, who's doing what they love, they can do it all day they can forget to eat forget to sleep forget to take any breaks forget to speak to anyone if they are doing what they absolutely love they can do it forever and ever and ever because their sacral center is constantly producing more energy and when they're doing that they push that energy out for everyone around them to use so like you were saying at the beginning your energy is so magnetic yes because i love doing this and when i talk about it it just like explodes and everyone around me can feel it um but I'm, I'm a manifesting generator, which is, that's different. We're just, yeah. So <laughs> generators are the builders. They can take something if they love it and they can build it and build it and build it and build it and build it. And they can go on forever with it. Then you have manifestors. Manifestors are about 9% of the population and they are the cutting edge of the collective. They are the innovators. They are the trendsetters. They are the ones that are taking ideas from you know the collective unconscious universe source whatever you want to call it and they are birthing it physically bringing it into this realm so we can all experience it they are here to create the things to move us forward the thing about manifestors is that even though they're here to create they are not always here to finish so their job is to create the things and then inform people around them hey i created this thing So that way the generators or the manifesting generators that are interested in jumping on can take that thing and build it up. So the manifestor can now go away and create the next thing that they're excited to create about. They just bring it here and then like send it off and then they get to go and create the next thing. Cause once they finish creating a thing, they're already thinking about the next thing they want to create. Mm. So they really need that freedom to be able to say, okay, um, I'm done now. So go ahead and pick my kid and, you know, let it grow up and, and, you know, take care of it. I'll be over here uh, having another baby. (laughs) It reminds me, have you ever seen like a Shark Tank episode where like an inventor will come in with an idea, but they don't have a business? Do you watch Shark Tank? Does anyone know Shark Tank here? Okay. I saw like two episodes and I was like, this is terrifying. (laughs) Well, they'll come in and they'll like have this wonderful idea and they'll like have something really cool that was invented and awesome for society. And then like the sharks will be like, okay, but you don't have a business. So like, can we just buy 100% of your company and we'll just take your product? That's what I'm thinking of when you say manifestors. Okay. Yes, that is, that's ideal situation for manifestors. Um, Very cool. Okay, where was it? Oh, okay. So after manifestors is manifesting generators. Manifesting generators are a hybrid of generators and manifestors. Mm -hmm. So they have this energy of constantly wanting to create new things, constantly wanting to start new things, which is why you see a lot of manifesting generators having like 15 different businesses and 20 different hobbies and (laughs) all these different things that they want to do, but they don't always finish them. And then they have this generator energy that has to be excited by what they're doing. They have to be lit up by what they're doing so that they can keep going and build this thing that they've created and build it to where they want it to be. So they have this kind of push pull of like, I want to see this through to fruition, but I also kind of want to go back over here and create this other new thing, which is why it's like, I've got this business, I've got this business, I've got this hobby, I've got this hobby, I've got all these different things that I'm doing at once because it feels good for me to see things through, but it also feels good for me to start new things. Mm -hmm. And manifesting generators are here to do that. They're here to show how limitless you can be when you allow yourself to jump from thing to thing to thing and do what feels aligned for you. So we're the builders and the creators, depending on what day it is. <laughs> Very interesting. 
Um, so let's go to projectors. Projectors are about, oh, manifesting generators are like 33% of the population. So when you put generators, manifesting generators together, they're 70% of the population, which mm. makes sense because there's the, they're the ones that have to you know, build the things and do the things because they have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. They are the only two types that have their sacral centers defined, which means they're the only two types that are able to create energy when they're doing something. The mm-hmm. other three types, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors, are not energy beings. They're not meant to go and go and go and go and go forever. They have a set amount of time where they're supposed to be doing work. And the rest of the time, they need to rest. They need to nap. They need to recharge. They need to be by themselves or doing things that allow them to recuperate their energy because they can't create it on their own. Mm-hmm. Unless they're like near a generator. Because if you're a reflector or a projector or a manifester and you're near a generator, you can feel that energy and it makes you want to work. But once they leave, you're like, oh, I need a nap. I need a nap. This is, this is a lot. <laughs> um, so projectors are not energy beings. They're about 20% of the population. And they are the guides. They are not necessarily here to do. They are here to guide you in the most efficient way possible to get you where you want to be. They see things very clearly. They see people very clearly. And the thing about projectors is that they want so badly to help other people. So when they see, like, if you're walking, like if we're all walking in one direction, the projector is like, okay, this is great. We're having fun. But um, there's a cliff. There's a cliff. So maybe we should turn this way. They're not necessarily here to make people do things. They're just supposed to take your hand and guide you on the most efficient path because that's how projectors are. They're very efficient. Okay. What I can do as a manifesting generator in eight hours might take a projector four hours because they're just they're they're just that efficient. They're very good at what they do. Mm. And then you have reflectors. Reflectors are one percent of the population. They are the rarest energy type, but they are so vitally important to society because they are mirrors. Mm. I think they're actually called the karmic mirror. They see situations, people very clearly and very unbiasedly they're very unbiased they see things for exactly what they are so their job is to reflect back to you whatever is going on so that you can adjust and fix it so that you can get where you want to go the difference between projectors and reflectors is that the projectors are going to guide you they're going to take your hand they're going to take you step by step and show you exactly what you need to do to get where you want to be reflectors are like here you go Here's the information you need. What you gonna do with it? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not physically gonna take you through, but I can show you exactly what you need to do in order to get where you want to go. And you can take my advice or not. And then when I come back, I'll see if you took my advice by you know where you are. You're either thriving or you're not, and I'll know if you decided to listen to me by where you are. So, mm-hmm. super. Ooh. I'm like taking a minute to like process it all because it's all new to me. So I'm like, okay, this one means this, this one means that. And it's so, it's cool because I know that's happening for me right now in real time. So that means that our listeners is really happening for them in real time as they're driving in their car or working out or whatever. They're like, okay, what am I I need to find out immediately? So again, go work with Ebony. We'll link everything at the end, but that is so interesting. Maggie, when you found out about yours, were you... So you're a manifesting generator. So are you, Ebony. Do you find, Ebony, that people or companies or businesses, do you find that people tend to find their match or they tend to go with opposites? Or is there, that's just a silly question because you can't really collect all the data on all those things. In terms of like job or relationships-wise. Either one. Like, do you find that the different energy types tend to find each other or do they... Do you know what I mean? Like, how do they all, I guess my question is a better question is how do all the energy types tend to interact with one another in this world? It's a more yeah. clean version of the question. I apologize. <laughs> I actually I like love that. this because I did a whole YouTube video on this because I think it's so interesting. If we all allowed ourselves to be who we are and like work in alignment with our energy type, I feel like the world would run so much smoothly. I call it the human design circle of life. Mm. So you have the manifesting generators and the generators. These are the people who thrive, well, in theory, should thrive in our culture because it's all about hustle. It's all about going, getting the things, doing the things, 
you know, going most of the time. Generators and manifesting generators are able to do that when it is geared towards something that excites them. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones who could do the day-to-day running of like a business or a corporation. As long as it excites them, they could go and go and go and go and go forever, Mm -hmm. which is why they're 70% of the population. Mm -hmm. If we allowed them to do that with things that are exciting to them, we wouldn't have burnout. We wouldn't have, you know, workers who are working themselves to death because as long as they're excited about something, they could go forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. So then you have the manifestors, manifestors who will get pigeonholed into doing one thing when all they want to do is create and expand. So if we had the manifestors as the people who are creating the new businesses or creating the new movements or creating the new charities and giving them the freedom to go off and start something else and just leave what they created to the manifesting generators and the generators to build, we would never have to worry about running out of businesses or running out of new ideas, running out of inventions, running out of ways to use energy. Like manifestors are able to come up with those things very quickly. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they get bogged down with, I need to finish this, or people are gonna think I'm a flake, or people aren't gonna trust me, I'm not gonna be trustworthy. But if they could just, okay, I've got this new, um, source of energy that will completely replace fossil fuels or I have no idea (laughs) I just don't want to like implement it but I could give it to you and you could do it because this is exciting for you we never have a problem with fossil fuels again because we've got this new source of energy that this manifestor came up with Mm. if the projectors were allowed to guide and didn't have to work themselves to the bone they could just guide the generators and the manifesting generators in which ways are the most efficient for them to run these businesses that the manifestors have brought into fruition so now we've got things running more smoothly we've got more efficient systems we've got things you know we've got um what are those things called like conveyor belts and everything's just going and things are being produced at a faster rate because the projectors are doing what they're meant to do people are taking their advice Mm. and then the reflectors who are the unbiased judges and mirrors of society can show us, okay, where do we need to pick up the pace? Where do we need to pick up the slack? Where are things kind of lagging in some area? Like we're, we're leaning on this side, we got to pick it up on this side, or we're leaning on this side. And they get to just watch. Mm-hmm. They get to just reflect what is going on so that we can make the changes that need to be made. They get to look at situations and say, this is what it is. This is what needs to happen rather than having all these un, all these people that are biased one way or another saying that, oh no, we should do it this way because that's how I would do it. Ain't nobody worried about how you would do it. We need an unbiased opinion and those are the reflectors. So if we just existed as our energy types and just allowed things to flow in the way they're not too meant to flow, I feel like our society would just, would, would just be so much better off. But that's, that's just kind of how it all fits together in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of how they operate together, what I have found with 100% of my clients, actually, non-energy beings, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors are attracted to manifesting generators and generators. Mm-hmm. I think the only time I had two sacral beings together was with Maggie and her husband. Because normally, a manifesting generator is very attracted to a reflector because they don't have that energy. So they don't feel like, you know, the relationship is constantly vibrating. There's space for like that energy to flow. And then if you get two non-energy beings together, they feel like the relationship is kind of just, you know, kind of tired. They don't really do anything. They're just kind of, you know, together in their their space. And it's like, there's not a whole lot of, they're like, there's no spark in the energy because Mm -hmm. neither of you are like creating it. But normally what I find is that the non-energy beings will be attracted to the energy beings because they have the energy that they don't have. Mm. That is, um, that's super interesting. I can totally see how that would be. And that isn't actually one of the biggest struggles Cosmos and I have in our relationship is that we are both constantly going and never stop. And then I never see him ever. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, um, this is great, but also sucks, you know? It makes total sense. And it's funny though, because you're saying that the not, I'm like thinking back to like all the people I've been with and I'm like, I don't know what they were, but like, I can assume some of them, if I'm thinking this way, I also find myself. So I'm a generator and we're hoping maybe you can get into a couple of ours. Obviously I know that it is, you know, your business and 
like if you can just read like a thing or two just for the sake of the podcast to show people yeah. examples, that would be amazing um but my energy type is a generator and it's interesting because I find myself being attracted to people who have both so I'm wondering would that be the manifesting generator because they have the energy but they also have like that creative side because I find sometimes I'm so I can be so high strung that I crave that gentle calm energy of someone who's not trying to take over the world (laughs) yeah and then what also I seem to find is that people like like a projector who's forcing themselves to act like a generator they'll have that it'll feel you'll feel energy but it's almost like frantic like I have to do this thing if I don't do this thing it's not gonna happen but in reality their body's begging for them to just relax it's begging for them to take a nap and calm down and you're feeling it it's like oh they've got a lot of energy but it's like it's like this anxious like I gotta get it done energy rather than oh my god this makes me so excited I could do this all day energy Mm. um and then also something I recently learned which was very cool we so if you look at a human design chart (laughs) a little confusing you have different gates in your centers and if a gate connects to another gate then you have a channel Mm. but if it doesn't connect to another gate it's called a hanging gate and we are attracted to people who complete our channels so like if you have gate 48 but you don't have it connected to gate 16 if someone else has gate 16, but it doesn't connect to gate 48, when you come together, you have that connection. So now oh you have that energy that you feel that you were missing. And it's like, oh my God, I feel so, I don't know why, but I feel so at home with this person because they're completing part of your chart. <gasps> Maggie, oh pull out your chart. God. We're co <laughs> Megan, do we do we connect with each other? Like, oh I need to know. my gosh! Okay, everyone listening, bear with us as we see this because this is going to be so interesting. So I have my chart right here. First of all, your center one, where it's like your head, and then you're in the shoulders, and then you're in like I think like the chest area, like the little diamond. Am I saying? Oh, that? the G center. Yeah. Is that like our center? Yes. Yeah, so your G center is it houses your identity. That is your identity center. That's your sense of direction, your sense of who you are, your sense of lovability comes right. from your G center. And so it actually holds the two parts of your design together. Does the time of your birth correlate with that center? Yes. So it's determined by the time, um, the gates, the gates that are defined the moment you were born and also the gates that were defined three months before you were born. So there's two different moments in time that kind of come together to create your human design chart. Because I saw I'm born at 7.13 in the morning and I say, see a 7.13. So I was like, is that a coincidence or is that because of the time I was born at 7 and 13? Are you looking at gate 7 and 13 or like- I can, I can totally, I'll like send it to you. I don't want to like trip us up on the podcast too much about it, but I just saw it and I was like, okay, that's either really weird because- So maybe this is worth saying, and it's curious for anyone who's like, okay, now I'm fascinated and I'm going to go work with Ebony. I find a lot of like, so I'm a generator and I find a lot of like synchronicities. Is that the word? I do this every every single time we have a podcast, Ebony. I say a word that makes no sense. And then I look at Maggie and I say, is that a word? (laughs) You know, in like reality show when they do like bloopers of like someone saying the same shit over and over and over again, that's me to Maggie saying, is that a word? So- (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of synchrony, synchronicity, whatever it is in the number seven and the number 13 for me. So I was born at seven thirteen. I weighed seven pounds, 13 ounces. Stop I, it. Here, yes. And anytime <laughs> I've had like a moment where I was so lost in life, I had like angel numbers appear, not just seven, 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 but like my entire mileage on my dashboard at the moment I needed it most was 77,777. Like I just, what? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. In your G center, gates seven and 13 are in your D, in your G center. Are they circled? Yeah. Let's just do this everyone. So those watching on, oh, oops, my G center, my love and direction. You can see, see that little number there. And that little number there. Oh my God, you have them both defined. They're both 7,013. So funny. That is so funny. 
is it supposed to be the time I was born or is that like a no that's just that those are that's just gate seven and gate 13 that has I mean it does have something to do with your the time you were born but it's not like oh that's your birth time those are just those two gates that happen to be next to each other that happen to be defined for you with all the other 7.13 in the morning and weighing seven pounds, 13 ounces. Yes. Weird. Oh my God, that's so cool. I don't know what that means, but that's pretty cool. That is so, that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let me, okay. So gate seven is actually the aid of leadership. So you are very good at being able to direct people and kind of move them towards a common goal. Okay. And then, oh my God, let me think. Gate 13 is the gate of secrets and stories, I believe. So that gate allows you, you have a really good ability to listen to other people's stories and life experiences and secrets. And this allows you to validate them and help them feel heard, as well as giving you the ability to collect the wisdom that you get from their stories and share that wisdom with other people. I was like Maggie. I was like Maggie. Sometimes I'm skeptical of stuff. I'm not sure always. Sometimes I'm like astrology and like this and like la di da. Like I went to school to be a psychologist. Like I can't believe in this shit. And then you just <laughs> any of you listening who think it's bullshit, it's not. Okay, it's not. I'm gonna tell you right now. Real. Give Ebony all your money and she'll change your life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Maggie knows me probably more than most people to say seven and then 13 as people's stories. And that brings me wisdom and I'm able to validate them. One of the best compliments Maggie gives me is that I'm able to see people clearly. And then I, I say it back to them. That is wild. That's correct. Oh my God. I'm sweating. I'm so excited. That's another thing about manifesting generators. We have very physical reactions to things. When I get excited, when I get excited, I have to pee and I start to sweat. Oh, I'm crying right now. Like literal tears. Oh my god! So interesting. Like it's so in. It's so it's fascinating. So I'm really curious, and I don't know if we can do it without us each pulling up our charts. But I think for the sake of like fun on the podcast, like a little segment, because Maggie and I are co-hosts and work so well together, I'm so curious if we complete any of the same channels for each other. So how can if you didn't? I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Okay, guys, we needed to take a second for Ebony to pull up both of our human design charts so we can talk about it. So we're back. Here we go. Ebony, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, awesome. So what was I saying? Oh, so Maggie, you do not have your solar plexus defined. Our solar plexus is our emotional center. So people who don't have their solar plexus defined are non-emotional. And people who do have their solar plexus defined are considered emotional. Megan, you have your solar plexus defined, which makes you an emotional generator. It means you have an emotional authority. And that just means that you need to make sure that you are emotionally neutral before you make any big decision. Mm. You don't want to be at an emotional high because you're going to overcommit to things. And you don't want to be at an emotional low because you're going to undercommit to things. So your emotional authority tells you when to make a decision. And then you tap into your sacral center, which, which is, does this excite me? Does this light me up in order to actually make the decision? So with all that being said, you, Megan, have a hanging gate, so it, the channel isn't complete, in gate 40, and Maggie has gate 37 incomplete, so with the two of you together, that channel is now complete. Oh, what is that of? So Megan, you have gate 40, and Maggie has gate 37, so you'll see they're across from each other, and when you're together, they connect. Interesting. Is there like so a, is there like a significant of the of that gate in particular? Does that gate represent something when it's fully like cooked together? Does that make sense? So when it's together, it creates a channel. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so when the the centers in your human design chart become defined, when the channels, when the gates connecting those two centers are both defined, so it creates a channel. Okay. Um, I can't think of the channel that is off the top of my head though, which makes me so mad. It's okay. Can you explain? Okay. So can you explain the difference between a center being undefined versus defined and how it changes? Like if we're together and I have one of those undefined and she has one defined and then we're together, it like would bring both of them out. Can you explain that? Yes. 
So defined centers are where you have consistent access to that energy. Your defined centers are the energy, the, um, I'm trying to think of a different word besides energy because I say energy so much, but it's the energy that you're constantly, constantly giving off. It mm-hmm. never shuts off. Your defined centers are like the sun. I'm using, okay. I trained under Eden Carpenter as well. She's on Instagram. I trained under her. So I use a lot of her analogies. Most of them are her, so I don't, you know. Um, but your defined centers are like the sun. The sun is constantly burning. The sun is always giving off the same energy. It burns around the same time, at the same, the, te- the same temperature all the time. That's who you are, right? Your undefined centers are like the moon. The moon doesn't have any energy, any light of its own. It reflects the energy from the sun. So your undefined centers are where you reflect energy from other people who have those centers defined. So when you and Megan are together, she might not necessarily, I mean, you might not necessarily feel emotions, but you'll feel what she's feeling. So Mm -hmm. you're reflecting her feelings back to her. Super interesting. And it makes a lot of sense. So both of ours, so if we go to our G center, our Maggie's, like those ones we were talking about, are hers undefined? Some of them? So you both have a defined G center. Okay. The only, you both, okay, let me, let me see. So you both have defined G center. You both have undefined heart centers. The, mm-hmm. where, where you're different is that Maggie, you don't have a defined solar plexus and Megan does. And Megan, you don't have a defined spleen center and Maggie does. Our spleen is our intuition. Mm-hmm. Like, our, like what feels good for me right now, that intuitive kind of in the moment guidance. Mm-hmm. Maggie has that and Megan you kind of reflect that from her and also Megan you have gate 32 that is hanging and then Maggie has gate 44 so that's another place where you connect and complete each other interesting wow I'm seeing that and it'll be cool Maggie we'll have to pull ours up one day together so I can like really go through this but it is so interesting. One question. I have two questions for you. My first one for people who I can just already tell because, well, I've just told them that I'm converted into the human design world. So now they are going to be too. So expect many phone calls from our listeners when they go. I can, I feel like a lot of people are curious about like relationships or like friendships or like a mother, daughter bond, father, son bond. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's how we interact with people in this world. So first question, do you work with couples at the same time? Do you work with friends at the same time? Like, do you offer that as a service? I do actually, I, it's not listed because I usually let people kind of come to me that because I'm not necessarily a relationship coach but if someone comes to me and they're like I'm really curious about you know our designs together I'm like yeah of course like I do have a service for that I just don't list it because it feels kind of weird for me not being a relationship coach but I have a projector cousin who runs a she's a dating coach and I help her a lot in her matchmaking service Mm -hmm. kind of helping to put people together based on human design and she'll always text me like hey can you pull this guy's chart and see if we're gonna click because like I don't even feel like I want to go on the stage if, we're, if it's not going to work. Same. And I'm like, you should still go meet him. But yes, I can pull his chart. Very cool. Very cool. And yeah, then there's I love one with, with couples for sure. Really good to know because I think that's where a lot of our listeners are going to lie with couples or just relationships in general that they're curious about. Um, there's one thing on here that I see like they have some things as far as like for me, for example, I'm an emotional generator. There's like right angle cross of the sphinx. Like there's a lot of different words, but there's one that's really throwing me off. And I'm curious if you can explain it. So I said it says here, my digest digestion. I don't know, that's so hard to say. Oh, yeah. The best way for me to eat, the way I'm designed to eat, I just never even like thought of that as a part of it. And mine says indirect light. It sounds like some vampire type stuff. What is that? (laughs) You can explain that one of indirect light or just broadly. That's so interesting to me. Okay. So the digestion is a part of your variables and that comes from the arrows at the top of your chart. They're either pointing left or they're pointing right. And this is actually a part of a whole system in human design called PHS, which is the primary health system, which mm. I'm actually getting certified in right now. It's all about how to take care of your physical body through the lens of human design. And I, indirect light is that you're basically nocturnal. Hmm. You do really good when you only eat when the sun is down. And a lot of people will suggest that you sleep in during the day and kind of, I mean, you sleep in during the day and then eat later, like towards sunset. Um, 
a lot of people with indirect light prefer working like night shifts um, or using blackout curtains when they're eating um, so that it's dark if you don't want to like wait until like nighttime to eat having blackout curtains because having that sense of darkness is very peaceful for you mm-hmm. also um eating like not lighter but more liquid foods mm-hmm. um smoothies or juices and then having like more nutrition filled meals after the sun is down um a lot of people with indirect uh light digestion they do a lot of midnight snacking <laughs> same same <laughs> And then you beat yourself up for it, Megan. And then you beat yourself right. up for so it. Right. So I just so you're telling me that like midnight sacking was just meant for me and I'm meant to eat hot Cheetos at midnight while watching something <laughs> on television. Hot Cheetos, but definitely <laughs> Oh no, I love we love a good snack. Believe me, we eat nutrient dense, but I love some hot Cheetos. I do That's love amazing. Hot Cheetos since high school. Oh my god. Yeah, good. Don't. They're awful for you. Um, I still love them. <laughs> so it is uh- <laughs> Very cool. Both my arrows are facing different directions. Is that how they're supposed to? Yes, that's actually normal. Maggie is the rare one in the group because all of her arrows are pointing in one direction, which is fairly rare. Maggie in one direction? No. Tell I me. Point to the left. Is it the left or is it the right? It's the left. Yeah. It's the le- yeah. So there's a lot of masculine energy there. A lot of, she enjoys structure. She enjoys mm. consistency. Her mind is very focused. She can hone it on details. Um, so that's no, you know, that's not me. That's not Maggie at all. That's, oh, I'm sorry. To the right. No, no, no. no, no I'm joking. Is. I'm joking. That's entirely Maggie. We're yeah. being funny with you. That's entirely. Oh. <laughs> I, this is nothing about me. I can get my i I get my left and my right mixed up. Well, you've seen a lot of charts. Oh, wait, so I'm like left, left, and then I'm like right right so right is passive left is structured but I get them mixed up so someone's like no that's wrong I'm like "Uh uh-oh did I do it wrong that's awesome (laughs) you did it right I was just making fun of myself that is really cool it's really cool to see one your chart and then two people I feel like a lot of times you can try and like google it but it's not the same as talking to you like you it's not the same you explaining it you seeing the like connections and the energy like I'm really grateful for you bringing us through it more broadly and then also for Maggie and I specifically this is really interesting and it's just Maggie and I were talking about this yesterday about an episode that hasn't come out yet but it's another tool in your toolbox to reference right we don't need to all of a sudden join you know unless you're offering one and people want to like a human design cult like we don't need to like you know just totally flip our whole lives upside down for different topics but it's another thing that is a cool point of reference that if you connect to it awesome like I, I think that that's amazing so there are so many little like nuances that I feel like we'll just have to, you know, I'll have to meet with you separately and stuff like that. But for anyone listening, Maggie, did you have any other questions for Ebony or Ebony, did you have something you wanted to share? Either one. Um, I, I don't have any questions. I am just, oh, this is so exciting to me. I love this so much. And like your excitement, Ebony, and then also how, how excited Megan got from this. Like, this is just like the best. Literally before this episode, I asked Megan, I was like, is this Elisa time? Are you going to be open to this? Like, can we have this conversation? <laughs> she got yeah, snappy with me too, to which it. she doesn't do. And so that's when I was like, oh no, I made Maggie mad. I was being a Debbie Downer. I got to stop. I got to be more positive. So Maggie, thanks for snapping on me and I'm, I'm better. Um, but I was, cause I, you come from such a, and that's why I think like we can, Maggie and I say this all the time, you hold space for two things at the same time. So I was really trained through like a psych lens, went to college many years, like started my master's in psych. So I'm very like conditioned, learned response, like trained. And so I was like, Maggie, but what about this? And what about this? And she was probably like, oh my God, Megan, like, stop. Do you even want to have the interview? And then you come on here and it's not that that negates any of that. It doesn't take away any of that cool, amazing stuff. It's just another avenue for people to go down. And so I really appreciate you, Maggie. I appreciate you snapping me out of it. And that was, this is really, really cool. Ebony, do you want to share anything else or, and in addition to, can you please tell everyone where to find you and we'll link it all too. Yes. Um, I do want to say that Megan, since you are a one three, having foundational information 
having your own research, you also have your Ajna Center defined. So you have very strong opinions, very strong points of view and how you see the world. It's very strong. That's completely normal energetically correct for you. <laughs> like that's exactly how you're meant to operate. So I don't I don't take it any type of way at all. I'm just like, oh yeah, no, she's a one three with very strong opinions. That sounds about right. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally that's fine. Awesome. Oh my gosh. And then also in terms of like taking, just having another tool in your toolbox, that's what I always tell my clients. You don't have to jump all the way in like I did. You can baby step your way into this as far or as not far as Hmm. you want. And with my cousin, I worked with her and her daughter because they were having relationship issues. And I had to explain to her, she operates differently than you do. Hmm. She operates from her intuition. So she can't always explain to you why she feels the thing that she feels she just knows what she feels Mm. so you have to honor that and she's like you know that completely took our relationship to a level that it had never been at but it was a baby it was baby steps to get there so you don't have to jump all in at once it's not it's not necessary Mm. you can take what resonates and leave what doesn't that is perfectly fine there is no human design rule book like you have to do this in this specific way you can't do this like it's not meant to limit you You can do take whatever you need in that moment mm-hmm. and leave the rest for another time or leave it all together it doesn't it's, it's fine it's okay it's okay mm-hmm. um what was I gonna say oh that being said I am on TikTok right now I'm on TikTok at um design with ebony with two y's because apparently one y was already taken i don't know if you did that <laughs> um, i love tiktok i'm always on tiktok uh and i have a youtube channel also designed with ebony and then all of my like links to all of my programs are in my bio on tiktok and that is that's that's actually all i'm doing right now that's that's, that's it i love tiktok i love tiktok that's amazing and you can talk longer on TikTok too now, right? You've yeah, they give us three minutes. That's so nice. I thought it was 10. I thought they had 10 now. You can't record 10-minute videos in the app, but you can upload 10-minute videos Ooh, to the app. Good to know. Oh, wow. See, I'm very, <laughs> I like have this craving to do video content and like talk more, right? But YouTube is just like, I don't want to edit it. But like, if I can talk for 10 minutes on TikTok, you I might be not edit my videos at all. Yeah. I talk you to the camera and I upload whatever because I editing I that does not even sound exciting to me at all. I'm like I'm just, you're gonna get what you get if I mess up and I start over. It is what it is. You'll That's love it. Anyway. That's how yeah. we do our podcast. YouTube is different for me. I edited it whenever I play around with YouTube, but our podcast we are like we can't edit this thing, so let's just, it's just gonna go up how it's gonna go up. Um, yeah. Dogs barking and all most of the time. So. I'm so appreciative of you. Awesome. Everyone can find you on TikTok. They can reach out to you and work with you. Maggie is the queen of writing our show notes. So she will link everything down below as well. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I was so, I, I now have to go run and work off all this energy because I'm so excited. Like I'm I'm vibrating. Thank you. All right, guys, we will see you next week with another episode. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow. And for that, we are extremely grateful. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. Love Meg and Maggie.